Okay. Um, by the way, I, I don't verbalize every day. I'll get the names again, but I send it out every day that the learning should be Lezich and Ishmael, the people that we send out for. Um, okay, we're up to Daf. Ayin Gimel Amit Beis. We're three lines from the bottom. The last thing the Gemara said, it took a little bit of a detour to talk about Nemonis. We'll come back to, you know, Mamzeris and Gerim and all that stuff. The Gemara said, Neman bal mekach loimer lezemacharti lezein macharti. The concept is generally an Eid Echad is not Neman, but there are certain situations where Chazal said, you know what, Mestamah they're telling the truth, Mestamah they're believable. So <coughs> the Gemara says, Neman bal mekach loimer lezemacharti lezein macharti. If I'm a salesperson, I could say, I sold to this guy. The Gemara's over there. I, I sold to this guy and I didn't sell to that guy. Uh, I know you're looking. So that's. Meaning, the case is, I'm in a store, two people are claiming they bought the item from me. I could say, I sold to him and I didn't sell to him. So the Gemara is going to analyze a couple of things. First of all, who did I get the money from? It must be I got the money from both, because if I only got the money from one guy, then trace back the money. If one person gave me the credit card, then obviously it's him. But the point is, two people are claiming they bought it from me. I could say, I gave it to you and not to you, or vice versa. But says the Gemara, when am I believed? I'm only believed when it's my interest to know who I'm giving it to. So says the Gemara, it's all, I'm only believed if I'm still holding on to the item. Meaning, let's say I'm in a cell phone store. I, I, I have a cell phone over here that the two people claim they bought. So I could say I sold it to you or not to you or vice versa. But I'm only believed if I still have the cell phone by me. Why? Because as long as it's still by me, I am responsible to give it to the person who gave it to me, who paid for it. Let's say you paid for it. And then after taking your money, I take your money, I give it to you. So while it technically is a legitimate transaction, you're over, what's the Lashon? The Lashon is, um, the Lashon from, uh, from Sadaim. Um, uh, the, uh, um, there's a Lashon, Misha Para. Misha Para, that, 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 that it's a dishonest thing to do. So you're not allowed to do I didn't ask. So, you didn't, <laughs> so it's a dishonest thing to do, so you're not supposed to do that. So as long as I have the item by me, I'm still responsible to make sure that it goes to the right person. Therefore, I'm believed. However, once I give it to you, or meaning, once it leaves the store, and then outside of the store an argument erupts as to who bought it, you come back, I'm not believed anymore because it's no longer my responsibility to know, and therefore I'm just a guy. I'm just an Eid Echad. When it's still in my, my jurisdiction and I'm responsible to make sure I gave it to the person who actually purchased it, then the Torah says, because I'm responsible, fine. But once it already goes out of my jurisdiction, then I'm just a random Eid Echad, and Eid Echad is not Naman. It could have been another... Uh, yeah, yeah, so once it's out of my jurisdiction, I, then also the point is, I'm a regular guy. Once I'm a regular guy, there's no reason to believe me over any other Eid Echad. But says the Gemara... Wait a minute. I don't understand. You're having an argument as to who, who gave the money. Look, look at the credit card. Whose credit card did you process? The answer is, The case is where both gave the money. Meaning, both people threw money at him. And what's the case? He's claiming, they both claim that they gave, they put the money on the table. One person said, you, I, the, the, I'm the store owner. I'm saying one person gave me the money and one person threw money at me against my will. So the point is they both gave the money, so there's no way to trace it back, and therefore they both have a legitimate claim. So now I'm believed. Now, okay, fine. So we, we, uh, there's no way to trace the money because they both put their credit cards down on the table. We just don't know who put it down willingly and who put it down against the store owner's will. Okay. Another halacha, similar. Two people leave a court. 
One person says, they both claim that they were, uh, they were found, uh, both the plaintiff and the defendant both claim they won the court case. So they go back to the dying. The dying can say, no, no, that, that guy, that guy won. Oh, so wait a minute. So Gemara says, what's the case? But, oh, when is this true? It's only true if they're still in front of me. The second they leave the court case, an argument is up two days later, they come back to court, who was right, who was wrong? I'm not believed anymore. After that point, it's not, it's not my responsibility to remember what happened. When you're in front of me, I have to make sure I know what happened. After you guys leave, then I'm just Tzam in Eid Achad. And Eid Achad is not Neman. So once you leave the court case, it's, it's too late. There's nothing I can do. And by the way, the Gemara's implication is that there's nothing you can do. Because what am I supposed to do? Now, the Gemara's going to ask in a second, why don't you just redo the court case? Right? right? You're telling me there's nothing you can do. What do you mean? Just redo it. We'll get to that in a second. Now, the Gemara says, I understand. How is there a Shaila? Whenever someone won a court case, the Bezdin would write, it's a paper. They would say, you are officially innocent or guilty. So just look at the paper. The answer is, the paper got ripped up when they were fighting. They ripped up the paper. So fine, they burnt the paper. So there's no paper. So the Gemara says, if they both left, it's too late. There's nothing for me to do. I don't understand. So redo the court case. Someone asked me a Shaila, right? Someone asked me, you have a milkic spoon and a fleshic plot, blah, 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 right? Two days later, you asked me the Shaila, the answer will be the same, right? Nothing should have changed. So they had an argument about a monetary case. And the, 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 the judge passed in one way. Two days later, they're arguing, and it's, it's, there's no more paper. So what did the, the Gemara said? I'm sorry, I can't help you. So just redo the court case. Tell the facts again. Mistam will be the same answer. The Gemara says, Beshuda Dadaini. The answer is, it's called Shuda Dadaini. There are certain cases where the, where the conclusion is not clear-cut. Sometimes Shuda Dadaini. Shuda Dadaini means that Bezdin has the right to use their, jurisdi- use their so- sort of plausibility mindset. I'll explain very simply. Sometimes the court case is, that's my uh, talus, that's my talus, we're both holding on to it, split it. Okay, fine, those are the card. But sometimes the cases where someone on his deathbed said, give my money to <laughs> Rosebud, right? Give my money to, 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 to John. Two people come forward and they're arguing, I'm the John, I'm the John. So what Vesden can get into their mindset and say, based on their relationship in the past, it's probably that guy. But if they do the court case again, it's not clear-cut. Therefore, if you do it again, it could legitimately be the other John, because it's not like it's api shulchanaruch. There are certain, like a compromise. Sometimes the peasant will do a compromise. Many times they'll do a compromise. They go by their gut. Yes, exactly. So sometimes they do compromises. Compromises will change based on the day. Sometimes it's a 40-60 split. Sometimes it's a 45-55 split. So the point is you can't really do it again, because it's too late. Okay. A couple more halachas, and then we'll go, go to the mission as a new sugya. This is very hard to know. Again, the concept is, is that an Eid Echad is not Neman when it comes to monetary concepts, but certain situations where we do believe. So let's say you have a discussion as to who is the eldest son. You have two, uh, you have twins, or I don't know, you have two boys, are both claiming to be the Bechar. Okay? Again, they have to be twins, I guess, but some right? Yeah, okay, I don't know, I, I don't know how you could have two boys that are, or two different, two, two different wives, okay, two different wives, so they're both claiming to be the Bukhar, so the question is, who is the Bukhar, who can believe and say, that's the Bukhar, I could go with twins, twins is, uh, twins, I don't know, let's go with the two different wives case, okay, so they're both arguing as to who's the Bukhar. So who's believed? Yeah, well, so the, it could be twins. They're fighting over it. Yeah, twins also. Elohim, these are the people that are believed, let's go with twins, Chaya, a midwife that we saw yesterday. The midwife though has to answer. He, she has to give her opinion when she's still in the room with the babies. The second she leaves the room, then we, she's not going to recognize the babies once she leaves the room. Chaya, 
Aviv ve'imai. Those three people are believed, but at different times. Okay. Chaya is la'alter. Chaya, the midwife, is only believed immediately after the birth. That we had yesterday. That if the midwife says, oh, that's... Esav is the Bechar, not Yaakov, or vice versa. She's only believed that she stayed in the room with the babies. The second she leaves the room, then she's not going to recognize them anymore. It's not her kids. There's no reason for her to recognize them more than anyone else. So the Chaya is only built right away. Imai is called Shiva. The mother is believed all the first seven days. The reason being is during the first seven days, she, the, the baby is by her exclusively. So during the first seven days, she's believed because she's the only one who holds the baby. Now this is the weird part because you'd think that the mother should be believed Loilam. But says the Gemara, Aviv Loilam. From eight days on, the father. Why? Because the Pasuk, when it describes inheritance, it says, Aviv Yakir. So the Pasuk describes as the father recognizing. So when it comes to inheritance, the Torah specifically says from eight days on, once the father gets involved in the baby's life, he's the one who's responsible. Even though I think all of us would say that some of the mother knows better than the father, but the answer is the Pasuk specifically says, What's the Lashon of the Pasuk? Uh, the Pasuk says, The father recognizes the Bechar. So because the Pasuk says the Lashon of recognizing by the father, that means he's believed. Well, he's believed, yeah. Well, well, she, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, she, she was playing around. Yeah, but he was also, okay, but he also, okay, uh, Anyways, the Gemara says, uh, okay, fine. Okay, how do I know that the father is believed from day eight on? The Torah specifically says, Yakir by the father. Yakir, Yakirenu Lachairim. So Yehuda says that a father is believed to say that's my son. Now the question is, that's a Negea inheritance. Is the father believed to say that my son is apostle? Right? If he's recognized, he's saying that's my son regarding inheritance. Is he also believed to say, oh, that's my son, and he's a mamzer? Is he also believed? Because now it's already not Negea. Now it's Negea, a lot of other things. So the Gemara says, the same way the father can say that's my son, he could also say, and that's uh, he's the son of a grusha, meaning I'm a kayan and he's a cholol. He's allowed to, he's believed as well. Makes sense. If you're gonna believe him, you gotta believe him. So it says that's Rabbi Yehuda Shiza. No, no, no. We believe him regarding monetary law. We do not believe him regarding so it's interesting. So we'll believe him if he claims that's my son and he's and, and he's a halal, will believe the first part of the statement, not the second half. It's an interesting thing, because you think that we would be consistent and say, well, if you believe him, you should believe him. No, we believe, split it up. Okay. Now, back to the Mishnah. We said there's a concept called a shtuki. A shtuki is a suffix mamza, because we don't know who the dad is. So the dad might be uh, the, the woman's father, right? You don't know who the, the father is. So, we said in the Mishnah this cryptic line, it says, Abishol hayakairi l'shtuki baduki. Abishol would call a shtuki a baduki. Now, baduki means to check, like bodak, like bedigas chametz. Abishol is saying something about looking into the baby. What, what, what was he referring to? So, my baduki, what did, what did Abishol mean when he called a shtuki a baduki? What, what, what did he refer to this? Oh, well, you know what Abishol meant? He called a shtuki a baduki, meaning a shtuki is an issue, yeah? Because you don't know who the father is. What if you ask the mom, hey, who's the, who's the baby's father? So you'll say, well, I'm not going to believe her. Who is she? We're not going to believe her more than anyone else. It's just Eidech, we're not going to believe her. Abishol Shita is that if you ask the mother, and she says, oh no, the, the, I would never, it's not a non-Jew. 
I would know, or it's it's not my dad. Like I, it's my boyfriend from college. He's a Jew. She's believed, and the kid is no longer a suffering mamzer. Baduki meaning. A shtuki is only if he's not baduk. But if you do baduki, if you look into it, we believe the woman. Okay. That's Abishal Shita. Now the issue with this is, it's not such an outlandish Shita. There's a famous Tana that holds the way, Rav Gamliel. If you remember the beginning of Ksubis, there was like four or five machloiks in between Rav Gamliel and Rav Yeshua about this, of do we believe the mom? Rav Gamliel constantly said yes. So the question is, why is Abishal saying this? Why not just say, Halachik Rav Gamliel? He's just basically saying Rav Gamliel Shita. It's not it's such a big chiddush. So the question is why he's saying, you know, shtuki baduki, just say, you know, we, we know Abishal passes like Rav Gamliel, just say, Allah Rav Gamliel. So the Gemara says, Kiman, who is Abishal following? Rav Gamliel. He's following Rav Gamliel that if a woman comes up pregnant, right, she's a single girl, she shows up to Shul, uh, very pregnant. So, Abishal, uh, so Rav Yeshua would say that that, that, that mom is a, that, that baby's a problem. It's a shtuki. Rav Gamliel said, ask the mom. If she says, oh, yeah, yeah, it's that guy, we believe her. We believe her that the kid's not a mamzer. It says, mamish abushol shita. So abushol is following Rav Gamliel. So just say, Rav Gamliel. So the Gemara says, Rav Gamliel, the Tanina Chodazinma. We already have this machlaikah. So just say, Rav Gamliel. The Tanat, as the Mishnah says, Haisum Mubaris, a woman shows up pregnant. An unmarried woman shows up pregnant. So the rabbis say, who is the father? So, Amr Laham, she says, Me'ish ploini v'kayinu. It's a certain guy and he's a kayin. Oh, look at me. So that the baby's a kayin. So what's the halacha? Rav Gamliel v'rav Ezra amin amenish. She's believed and the baby's a kayin. Meaning, not a shtuki, not a mamzer, not a safi mamzer, a kayin. We believe the mam. Rav Yeshua, Amr Laham, Mepinu Echaim. Rav Yeshua says, what do you listen to her for? Uh, well, we have the facts without her. The facts is she's pregnant. I'm not going to believe her. She's not Neman on Atzmai. And therefore, so this is the same sheet of Abishol, is Mamashav Gamliel. So the Gemara is of Amr Rav Yehuda And that's how we paskin. So if we paskin like Rav Gamliel anyway, what is Abishol adding? So the Gemara says, The answer is, when she comes forward pregnant, right, it's Negea two things. We're so focused on the baby's uh, matziv, Safik Mamzer, maybe a guy. It's also Nagea her. If the baby's father, if the baby is a mamzer, or if the baby's a guy, that means she's Pasal Kahuna, right? I mean, she lived with either her father or a guy. So Rav Gamliel says, we believe her, and the baby's kosher. We believe her. So, okay. And Abishal says, we pass on Rav Gamliel. So the question is, what is Abishal adding? The answer is, maybe Rav Gamliel just said that she's kosher, not that the baby's kosher. Again, there's two different shilas you got to analyze. You got to figure out is she pasla kahuna and is her baby pasla kahuna. Rav Gamliel just said that she's naman. She's believed to say that the kid is not a mamza, the kid is a kayan. Maybe Rav Gamliel never actually kashered the baby. Maybe he just meant she's kashal kahuna. It'll be this weird situation where she's kashal kahuna but not the baby. Is that really rational? Well, it's not necessarily rational, but it has to do with the fact of does she have num- she could be- we could I could accept that she could testify about herself, but to testify about others, you could argue that that would be problematic. Again, it's a machloikas, and it's a stra- it's a strange it's a strange possibility that like we believe her 
but not regarding her statement, even though that her statement would, would make the baby okay also, but not regarding the baby. So the Gemara says, perhaps Rav Gamliel is just kashering her. Abishol is adding, not just her, the baby as well. Okay, so at least Abishol is, is adding something to this machlaikas. I, I think she would have more nemanus than someone else because, than, than herself, because when it's herself, and it's, first of all, she, <sighs> no gambit of her. I know, so, it, it, so I think it's a good point. I think it has to do with how you understand uh, her nemanus. If it's like working mitzad eid echad, it's just a birur. Um, I could argue the opposite, that if anyone would know what happened to her, it would be her. With her baby, while it is technically still her, it's an outside force. I, again, so yeah. the point is, you could argue that Rav Gamliel was just kashering her. Abishol is kashering the baby. Okay, the Gemara says, "Hanich l'mandam l'divrei machshav ba'paisel v'bita l'mandam l'divrei machshav ba'machshav v'bita Abishol ma'isel l'shminan." Well, you're assuming that Rav Gamliel is just kashering the her, not the baby. Meaning, if you believe that Rav Gamliel, when he said that she's believed, he just meant. The mom is believed regarding her, not the baby. Abishol is adding the baby. But if you follow the view that Rav Gamliel is kashering her and the baby, so what's Abishol adding? So I'll tell you what. Abishol adi from Rav Gamliel. Abishol is adding a big chiddush. Ime hasam hava amina hasam roib kesherin etzla. Avalhecha de roib psulan etzla emaloi tzricha. And Amarav alach Abishol. You know what Abishol is adding? What if, does it make a difference? A woman is living in a community and she shows up pregnant. And she says, again, we're not sure with the baby, the baby, maybe the father's a guy, maybe the father's a mamzer, whatever. baby's a mamzer, baby's a guy, whatever. And she's a Jewish, we understand that maybe the dad's a mamzer, the dad's a guy. Rav Gamliel says she's believed, Abishol says she's believed. What's Abishol adding? I'll tell you what she's adding. Does it matter if the city is majority goyim, or the city is majority kosher Jews? That's what it adds. Meaning, Rav Gamliel was only Nehmon, but only in a situation where the majority of the men in the city are kosher. Meaning, Rav Gamliel said, I'll believe her, because not only is she saying that she's kosher, the majority of the people in the city are Yisraelim, are Jews, and kosher kahuna, not mamzerim, not nusim. Abishal's adding more. If she says who the dad is, we believe her, even if the majority are puzzle. The majority of the city are goyim, or she's... She had Kedushin, so the majority of the people of the world are also to her. The point is, Abishol's adding that it's kosher even if the majority is against what she's saying. That's the Kedush. Okay. Now, let me explain what we're doing from here until the end of the daf. It's not, it's, it's not complicated. This Mishnah is cryptic. Let me explain what happened in the previous Mishnah. The previous Mishnah we said that a Mamzer can marry a Mamzer, can marry a Shtuki, can marry a, a Sufi. Right? A Shtuki is a Suffolk Mamzer. He can marry a Mamzer. Maria Ger, Ger is a machloikas, but fine, that was the previous Mishnah, okay? So the previous Mishnah said that a mamzer can marry a shtuki and an asufi. Previous Mishnah, mefurish. Now let's read this Mishnah together. This Mishnah is a little bit cryptic. What exactly is the case? The Mishnah says, Kol asur in lavi bekal, anyone who's asur to marry a regular Jew, mutar in lavi says that can marry each other. So if it's asur to some, mutar to others. What's an example? A mamzer is also to the regular Jews, can marry other mamzerim. A shtuki is also to regular Jews, can marry mamzerim. A sufi is also to regular Jews, can marry a shtuki, can marry a mamzer. Meaning all these outcasts can marry each other. So now stop right there. This is previous Mishnah, said the exact same thing. So first of all, it's repeating itself. Problem number one. Okay, let's keep going. Rav Yehuda Oyser, Rav Yehuda says, Oser, I disagree. 
Okay, so Rabbi Yehuda could disagree. Rabbi Yehuda could say, a shtuki cannot, mar- cannot marry a mamzer, and a sufi cannot marry a mamzer, a ger cannot... Understood, that's fine. So it's a machlaikas. So the Tanakhama says, shtuki and a sufi are mar- allowed to marry mamzerim, v'chule, back and forth. Rabbi Yehuda says, oh, sir. Okay, let's keep reading the Mishnah. What does Rabbi Yehuda say? Rabbi Yehuda says, Vaden bevaden muter. Rav Leizer says, a mamzer can marry a mamzer, and a shtuki can marry a shtuki, and a sufi can marry a sufi. Vaden besveikon, but a mamzer with a shtuki, or a sveikon bevadon, or a shtuki with a mamzer, or a sveikon besveikon, or a shtuki and a sufi, also. Okay. Ve'eloin, a sveikon, a shtuki, a sufi, ve'kuti. So, okay, one second. So the Tanakama is saying, a shtuki can marry a mamzer, and a mamzer can marry a sufi. All these people can marry within each other. Which, by the way, was the previous Mishnah. Problem number one. Okay. Tanakama says Mutter, Rav Yehuda says Aser, then Rav Yehuda says Aser. <laughs> so, how, what is Rav Yehuda and Rav Yehuda? What's the difference? In the, they're both saying the exact same thing. Rav Yehuda, Aser, and Rav Yehuda says, a shtuki can marry a shtuki, but a shtuki can't marry an asufi, and a sufi can't marry a mamzer, and mamzer can't marry either. So, in other words, Aser. So, the Tanakama says Mutter, Rav Yehuda says Aser, Rav Yehuda says Aser. So, the two problems are, this Mishnah seems to be repeating itself from the previous Mishnah, and also, what exactly is Rav Yehuda coming to add? It seems to be that Rav Yehuda is, is Machmer. So, what is Rav Yehuda, when he says Rav Yehuda, what is he talking about? So, in other words, what is this Mishnah referring to? When the Mishnah says that if you're Aser to marry Jews, you can marry each other, I thought that meant a Mamzer, a Shtuki, and a Sufi, all of them are Asr, regular Jews, but they can marry each other. The problem is, that was the previous Mishnah. And also then, what is, the, what is Rav Yehuda and Rav Liezer, uh, what's the difference between these two? Let's see it inside. Michael Asr, Mlavi Bekol, what exactly does the Mishnah mean when it says, if you're Asr to marry regular Jew, you can marry each other? Ilema. Shouldn't that last line of the Mishnah be put first? Yes, 100%. But that's just, sometimes, yes, conceptually it would make a, easier, a Mishnah a lot easier, yes. Um, but my call is from Love of What exactly is the Tanakama permitting? So, Mamzer, Nasini, Shtuki, Asufi. Usher to regular Jews, mutter to each other. Problem is, Hatanul Rishna. That's literally the previous mission. The previous mission said, Mamzer, Nasini, Shtuki, Asufi, Mutarum Love is The previous mission said this. That's problem number one. Number two, Visu, Rav Yuda Oyster. Then it says Rav Yuda is Machmer. What exactly is Rav Yuda Asering? Because we know that Rav Yezer Asers. So, what's the difference between Rav Yuda and Rav Yezer? Hi, what is Rav Yehuda saying? And Rav Yehuda is saying that a Sufi can't marry a Mamzer and vice versa. Isn't that Rav Yehuda's shita? Rav Yehuda says, Vadim Vadim Mutter, Vadim Sveikin 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 Osir, Michal Rav Yehuda Lysirile. So what is Rav Yehuda coming to say? Okay. So you'll say, again, the Mishnah clearly says, whoever is Osir to marry a regular Jew can marry each other. And then Rav Yehuda says, I disagree. And then Rav Yehuda says, Ashtuki cannot marry no Sufi. So what exactly is going on over here? So the Gemara says, well, we're going to have a couple attempts, and we're going to reject them, most of them. Attempt number one. Maybe Rav Yehuda is talking specifically about a convert. Meaning, Rav Yehuda is saying, a convert cannot marry a Mamzer. Here's the problem with that. Do you see the word convert anywhere in our Mishnah? Not one place does it say convert. It says, whoever cannot marry a regular Jew, which is a Mamzer, Shtuki, Asufi, Nasini, can marry each other. That's all it says. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Oyser, you'd have to say, Beger. Well, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. The Gemara says, Midi Ger Mamzeris Katani. Where does it say that? It doesn't say that. It just says, whoever could not marry other Jews. It never says the word Ger in our Mishnah. So that can't be what it means. So let's throw that out. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Again, the Mishnah says, if you cannot marry other Jews, and who is that equal to? Mamzer, Nusini, Shtuki, Asufi, you can marry each other. The Mishnah says, here's what we're going to change. The Mishnah actually never says, 
Mamzer Nesini Shtuki Nesufi. What it says is if you cannot marry other Jews. What if I add a word? Kala Asurim Love Bikal Kehanim. Maybe instead of saying people that cannot marry other Jews, it means people cannot marry other Kohanim. In other words, the people that cannot marry Kohanim are allowed to marry each other. So who's that? A convert. A convert cannot marry a Kayan, but he can marry Mamzerim. And on that, Rav Yehuda says, I disagree. So now that works very well. That The Tanakam and Rav Yehuda are arguing whether a convert can marry a Mamzer. The, the Tanakam is not referring to Nisuni. He's not talking about that at all. He's saying, Whoever is not allowed to marry a Kayan is allowed to marry a Mamzer. And Rav Yehuda says, I disagree. Okay, that, that could be. That, that, that works very nicely. Yeah, then the safe is a completely new topic. You're right. Then Rav Yezer is just saying, uh, let me tell you about an Asufi Ashtuki fund. But at least the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda, they're arguing, in other words, whether a convert can marry a Mamzer. And the way he's terminology, instead of saying, Ger Mutter Bimamzer, it would be, Kola Oser Love Bekal Kohanim, whoever is Oser to marry a Kayin can marry a Mamzer. Okay. Am Rabbi Yehuda, Halki Karma, go to the next page. Kola Surim Love Bekal Kohuna, whoever is Oser to marry a Kayin. And by the way, so who is that? That's a, a Ger, a Giyaris, a Giyaris. Here's the issue. Now the Gemara just says, okay, this is a side machalikis that the Gemara just slips in. What age can a convert, a, 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 a giyaris, what age is she also to a kuhuna? Does it matter when she converted? So it's a machalikis tanoyim. Rav Shimba Yechai says it's only aser if she converted above the age of three. Why? Because Shimba Yechai says a giyaris is aser, not because like the Torah says a giyaris is aser. A giyaris is aser is because we're afraid that she lived with a guy. Under the age of three, it's not possible to live with someone. It's not halachic kibiyah. Therefore, if Shimba Yechai's shita is that it's only aser if she converted from the age of three and on. No, no, just just if she converted at the age of two, she's muta to kuhuna. If she converted at the age of three or on, she's aser. Oh, yeah, yeah, Basula. I thought you said Basula. Yeah, Basula, yes, yes. Okay. So that's a Shimba Yechoshita. The other Tanaim disagree. They say, no, the Torah does not want a Kayan to marry Giyaris. It's a Pasuk in Yechezgal. We don't want it. doesn't matter the age. So this Mishnah is saying that whoever is also to a Kayan, i.e. a Giyaris, is mutter to a Mamzeris. What age Giyaris? My new Giyaris pachus mebashal l'shan v'yamechor u'deloi kerev Shimba Yechoshita. It's a Giyaris even under the age of three. She's also to a Kayan, not like Rav Shimba Now, why did we have to throw that in? Like, why do we have to get into that Machai? Because the point of the Mishnah is that a Giyaris is mutter to a Mamzer. A Giyaris is also to a Kayan, mutter to a Mamzer. And we said, what age Giyaris? Under the age of three, not like Rav Shimba Like, why do you have to get it? Like, that's a side Machai. like, why are we getting into that? Like, just say a Giyaris is also to a Kayan, mutter to, mutter to a Mamzer. What age Giyaris? I don't know, fill in the blank, according to Rav Shimba Three and on, according to that. Now, why, why you have to be? Why does the Mishnah have to be less than three? So the answer is just for the flow. The, the, the Mishnah is dealing with absolutes. The Mishnah is saying if you are usher to a kayan, you're mutter to a mamzer. It didn't want to say at what age, three and up, because that would imply that below the age of three, you'd be usher to a mamzer. But that's not true. A giyaris is always mutter to a mamzer regardless of the age. So if we started getting into three and up, then you'd say, well, what about less than three? And then less than three is also to a mamzer. Like, if I were to tell you this, I'm, it's absolutes. Our mission is absolutes. Also to a kayan, mutter to a mamzer. Ger, giyaris, also to a kayan, mutter to a mamzer. Straight up. And so now, what age? 
Across the board. Always usher to a kayin, always moser to a mamzer. Easy. If you start getting into like, what age? Well, usher to a kayin from the age of three. Moser to a mamzer. Or less than age of three. Moser to a kayin. And then usher to a mamzer, but it's moser to a mamzer too. So like, according to Hashem Rechai, here's the deal. A giyaris from any age is always moser to a mamzer, but the age of three is usher to a kayin. So because it's not absolutes, we just wanted to say, we're not going with Hashem Rechai. We're just going to go with clear cut. Always moter to a kayin, always moter to a mamzer, always also to a kayin, just easier. The Gemara explains, Then the mission won't flow well. Because you'd make this following argument. Then the flow of the mission would not work. The Mishnah wants to do absolutes and wants to say, Oser to a kayin, mutter to a mamzer. And if it starts picking the age of three, and oh, oser to a kayin at the age of three, mutter to a mamzer at the age of three, then what about the age of two? Mutter to a kayin, but it's also mutter to a mamzer, so the, the, the formula doesn't work. So therefore, we're just going to go with, we're not Rishon Ba'echai. Now here, let me just summarize and review. What the Mishnah means according to this, and you'll see the problem instantly. What the Mishnah means according to this is whoever is asr to a kayin, i.e. a giyaris, asr to a kayin, mutter to a mamzer. Asr to a kayin, mutter to a mamzer. Here, here's the problem. You're telling me that everyone that's asr to a kayin is mutter to a mamzer? What about the divorcee? A divorcee is asr to a kayin and not mutter to a mamzer. You're telling me this formula, this like big formula. What the Mishnah means is, if you're asr to a kayin, you're mutter to a mamzer. It's not even true. There are a lot of women that are asr to kehanim, and also to mamzerim. Like, it, the, the formula doesn't work. The formula specifically works by a convert, but it doesn't work by any other category. So you tell me that when the Mishnah, instead of saying the word convert, this is what the Mishnah meant. If you're also to a kayin, you're mutter to a mamzer. That's not true 90% of the time. A divorcee is also to a kayin, and also to a mamzer. Usser, usser. Not usser and mutter. So this formula is just like, it doesn't even work. The Gemara says, you tell me this is a rule that if you're also to a kayin, you're mutter to a mamzer? Ninety percent of the women that are asa to kehanim are asa to mamzerim too. Every divorcee, every chalala is asa to a kayin and asa to mamzerim. So what are you talking about? Okay, Visu another one. What's the opposite? Right, you're doing this. If you're asa to a kayin, you're muta to a mamzer. That would also mean that if you're muta to a kayin, you're asa to a mamzer. That's also not true. A male convert is muttered to a kahenes and also to a mamzer. So that's all the... I'm muttered to a mamzer. It's mutter mutter. Meaning this formula of like, if it's mutter one way, it's also the other way. It's just not true. So the Gemara says, okay, scrap that. Okay. Again, we're trying to figure out what did the first line of the Mishnah mean. The Mishnah said, So the first attempt was... It meant if you're usher to if you're usher to the kahal, meaning if you're a shtuki, a sufi, or a mamzer, you could marry each other. The problem is that was the previous mission. Okay, throw that out. So now we're saying it doesn't. It's not talking about a shtuki, a sufi, a mamzer. What it means is if you're usher to a kayin, you're mutter to a mamzer, i.e. a giyaris. The problem is there are many women that are usher to kehanim that are also usher to mamzerim, like every divorcee. So throw that out. Okay, attempt number three. Kol shakayin asalisa's bitai. Okay, it's not just asa to a kayin. It's if a kayin cannot marry their daughter, then you're allowed to marry a mamzer. 
who could a Kaya not marry the daughter of? Ger marries a Giyaris. According to Rav Elizabeth Yaakov, a Ger marries a Giyaris, both Jews, Kayan can't marry the daughter. We don't pass this way, but that, that's the Rav Elizabeth Yaakov. So if you have a Ger who marries a Giyaris, Kayan cannot marry the daughter, because she's a Giyaris in Halacha, but she can marry a Mamzer. So according to this, it's not just us to a Kayan, it's anyone who's a Kayan cannot marry the daughter, meaning a Ger and a Giyaris, because you can't marry the daughter, is mutter to marry a Mamzer. You know, like we almost always pass on like Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov, Kavanaki. I know, I don't think, it's interesting, but I don't think we pass this way. I have to check, I don't think we pass this way. Oh, it's interesting. So the point is, so it's a slight amendment. We're still talking, basically, it's the same thing, that if you're mutter to a Kayin, you're also to a Mamzer, if you're also to a Kayin, you're mutter to a Mamzer, but instead of saying Kayin, we're saying anyone who a Kayin cannot marry the daughter of, i.e. a Ger and a Giyaris. The Gemara says, wait a minute, Klalahu, this rule still doesn't work. Kol Kayin, Asa, Lisa, can marry if, if a kayan is also to the daughter, she can marry a mamzer. Okay. Chalal What if a chalal marries a, a regular Israelis? Isn't the daughter a chalala? Because the dad's a chalal, so the daughter's a chalala. So a kayan can't marry the daughter. That would mean that they're, they're mutter to mamzer, but they're not mutter to mamzer. A chalal can't marry a mamzer. So a chalal can't marry a kayan, but can marry a mamzer. So, uh, I'm saying it should be that if it's also to a Kayan, it's, it's muted to a Mamzer. This daughter, right? Chalal marries a Yisrael, Yisraelis. The daughter is a Chalala, also to a Kayan. So, it should be muted to a Mamzer, but it's not. So, the system still doesn't work. This thing just doesn't work. This, race, this, this formula just doesn't work. No, no, no. The answer is that the reason why, again, we're saying if it's also to a Kayan, muted to a Mamzer. What about the Chalal? The daughter of a chalal is 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 also to a kayan, but it's also to a mamzer. The answer is no, no, no. Rabbi Destoyb interview that holds that if a chalal marries Israelis, the kayan could marry the daughter. So it's not it doesn't. We're looking for a formula where it's also to a kayan, muta to a mamzer. This is also to a mamzer, but it's also it's it's muta to a kayan. So it, it does, it's not a problem. Okay, hare chalal shenasa chalala, the kayan asa lisa bitei vasanami lavei zevaza. Okay, let's go simple. A chalal marries a chalala, has a daughter. Can a kayan marry that daughter? No. So that would mean asr to a kayan, mutter to a mamzer. Can that woman marry a mamzer? No. So this system doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's supposed to doesn't work. And also, ha mutter asr the reverse. Hari ger shenasa bas Yisrael, the kayan mutter lisabitai, umutar lobzabaza. The opposite is also not true. Right, you're saying everything that's usher to one is muta to the other. It's not even true. Uh, a ger marries a Yisrael and has a daughter. The Kayan can marry that daughter because the, 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 the mom's not a Giyaris, so the Kayan can marry her, but she could also marry a mamzeris, a mamzer, because she's a ger for one, not for the other. In other words, it's, just not, it's not working. It's just, they can marry both. So back to the original problem. What is our Mishnah referring to and what is Rav Yehuda arguing about? The answer is scrap everything. You know what we're talking about? It's a random Shiloh. It's completely not Nagaya. And that, not, not, not Nagaya. It's completely unrelated to what we've been talking until now. And that is, it's not a Mamzer. It's not a Sufi. It's not a Shtuki. It's not a Ger. You know what it is? It's defining a Mamzer. What is a Mamzer? So, we know that Rav Akiva famously says a Chayve Lavin. Put him aside. What do we say is a Mamzer? Chayve Kares. Not so Pashit. Rav Yehuda Shita is, Rav Yehuda Shita is, um, it's not Chayve Krisus that makes a Mamzer, it's Chayve Misas Bezdin. You see, we're assuming, we're always, we always get into the mindset that all Arayas are the same. Not true. Some Arayas are Chayve, all of them are Chayve Kares. Every Arayas is Chayve Kares. Some of them, you're going to get Misa, some of them not. 
Rabbi Yehuda's sheet is you only have a mamzer where it's chayve misas bezdim. Tanakama says even chayv kar. So the machloikis Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon, where Rabbi Yehuda is a little more strict, it has to do with is there chayv is there a mamzer from chayv krisus? How would you read that in the Mishnah? That's not what I would think at all. So let's see it inside. El Amar Nachman Amar Ravua. The machlekes is: Is there a mamzer from an achoso? If a man le- lives with his sister, which is kares but not misa, is there a mamzer? Tanakama says yes. Ravi, this is no. Tanakama sovar me'achoyse nami have a mamzer that achoyse is a mamzer because it's chayv kares and Ravi the sovar me'ishesish have a mamzer me'achoyse leiv mamzer and Ravi the says no it's only a mamzer Ravi the oyser meaning Ravi the saying that that's not a mamzer it's only a mamzer from an ishesish because there's misa not from achoyse it, it, it's very interesting I just want to see if Rashi describes how to read this in the Gemara says I'm sorry I'm sorry Lav begeref fligu. They're not talking about a ger at all. The kasev yesh mamzer chayv krisus. Kol anay lodem yisuri erva mamzerim heim. Oh, okay. That, that's the machlagis. The way you read it is the Mishnah says kol yisurim lave bekol, meaning every mamzer can marry each other. I mean, what's a mamzer? Any chayv krisus. Rav Yudah says no. Rav Yudah says that's aser. Chayv krisus is not a mamzer. Only Misa is a mamzer. Okay, so the machlekes is, in other words, the big machlekes of Yudin the Rabbonon is, is there mamzeris from Chayve Kares or not? Here's the problem, we'll end with this. My Kamashalon, I already know this machlekes. So now you tell me the whole machlekes is, in other words, whether there's mamzer from Chayve Kresis. I already have this machlekes in Sanhedrin. I'm sorry, in Nivamis. Tanina, we have this Mishnah in, 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 in Nivamis. The Mishnah says, what's a mamzer? Kol Shubala Yavoy. Div Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva says Chayve Lavin. Okay. Rav Shimon Atimani Oimer, Kol Shachayv Lav Kores, B'day Shemayim, Valacha Gedvarev, anyone who has Kores, and that's the Halacha. Rav Yeshua Oimer, Kol Shachayv Mises Bezdin. So I already have this Machlech, you're just telling me more names of it? Like, what, what, what do you add? El Amar Rava, Rava says, you know what the answer is? Here's how you read the Mishnah. Ger Amayni Umay Avi Akiminai. When the Mishnah says, if you're Osir to marry a Jew, you're allowed to marry each other, it's not a Mamzer, it's not a Shtuki, it's not a Sufi. It's a Jewish person who's an Amin and Moyev. We know that a male Amin and Moyev convert cannot marry another Jew. That's what the Mishnah means. That an Amin and Moyev who cannot marry each other, or marry other Jews, can marry each other. The Gemara says, Machi Kamar, Kola Sumalavi Bekol. Okay, perfect. That's a very nice way to read the Mishnah. Here's one last issue. Why is Rabbi Yehuda arguing? That's a universally accepted shita. Rabbi Yehuda, so you're telling me right now that Tanakama is telling you that an Amon and Moab convert who cannot marry other Jews can marry each other. An Amon can marry an Amunit, and Moab can marry a Moavit convert. Yeah, okay, perfect. Rabbi Yehuda says, oh, sir. No, Rabbi Yudah does not answer that. So the Gemara says, Yihachi, my Rabbi Yudah. So what is Rabbi Yudah arguing? That's a universally accepted fact. So the Gemara says, No, Hachi Kamar. This is what he meant. Afal Pisher of Yehuda, Oyser, Gerbe, Mamzeres, Hanimili, Gerde, Ravi, Lebekal, Avager, Amoni, Mayavi, Inra, Lebekal, Loi. When it says Rabbi Yudah, Oyser, this is what it means. Even though Rabbi Yudah answers other cases, he agrees that this is mutter. So when Rabbi Yudah says Oyser, he actually means mutter. What, this is how he's supposed to read it. Rabbi Yudah, Oyser, in other scenarios, but in this scenario, he holds its mutter. So to okay, that's that's the other. I will stop it. My pleasure. This is seventy-four.